Welcome back to Becoming Your Best Version. I am your host, Maria Leonard Olson. I am a civil litigation attorney in Washington, D.C., a mentor to women in recovery, a podcaster, journalist, and author, and TEDx speaker. If you would kindly go and like, hit the like button on my TEDx talk, it will move it up in the visibility algorithm. And I believe my TEDx talk called Turning Life's Challenges into a Force for Good can help a lot of people feel not so alone. So please do that and do yourself a favor and listen to it to elevate your life. So I started this podcast almost three years ago because my work in self-improvement and raising the vibration of our world has brought me into contact with a lot of inspiring people. And my hope is to elevate the voices of women in particular who work in this arena, making the world a better place. So today we are talking to Kelsey Aida, a best-selling author and transformation facilitator who helps women manifest their dream lives and love themselves deeply through the process. She's the author of more than five personal development books, including Actually I Can, Affirmations for Happiness, Letters to the Universe, My Pocket Guide to Manifestation, and Self-Love for the Modern Woman. Along with her books, she helps people via her international retreats, one-on-one -on -one coaching, online courses, and the popular spiritual podcast called High Vibe In It. When she's not transforming people's lives, she can find her enjoying hot yoga, feng shuiing her home, or charging in the sun. Visit KelseyAida.com to start aligning with your highest timeline today. After healing herself from three long years of chronic depression with her mindset alone, Kelsey wanted to share what works and what doesn't to help others experience their life to the fullest. Now she teaches thousands of people around the world through her podcast, coaching, books, and retreats, how to raise their vibration, feel better, love themselves fully, heal their emotions, and manifest their deepest desires. You can learn more, as I said, at KelseyAida.com and follow her on social media at Kelsey Aida. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you. What an introduction. Well, <laughs> you be here. a lot of great things to help other people. And I am so glad that you have time to do my podcast since you work so hard on your own podcast. So, yes, you know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, yes. So... You went through chronic depression and you got yourself out of it on your own, it sounds like. So tell us how, how did you do that? Yeah. So on my own in terms of like not using medicine, but definitely not without some support. So I just want to clarify that I was seeing towards the end, I was seeing a really great therapist and I was also working with a shaman. So that was kind of my support team at the time. And it just so happened that the reason that I fell into the depression or like one of the many reasons was because I was a teenager and I went on birth control, which made me a little bit crazy, a little bit, you know, irritable and then mad and then depressed. And that combined with like, 
I was training my whole life to be a professional ballerina Mm -hmm. and I got injured in my hip and my back. So that was obviously super sad because I felt like my dream life was just like crumbling before my eyes. And that was just a mixture of like how hard it is to be a teenager in the first place and just going through all that changes really put me in a hole. And I got stuck there for about three years. And at some point, I don't remember like the exact day or how or why it happened, but I was just like, man, I didn't always used to be like this. Like what happened to me? Like, how did I get here? This isn't this isn't me. I don't think, I mean, I've been feeling like it's me lately, but I don't think it's actually like me to my core. And that's when I decided, okay, I need to figure out how to heal. I need to figure out how to enjoy my life, how to feel better, how to be mentally healthy again. And that's when I kind of went on the quest for um, wellness and personal development and spirituality. And that's kind of how it all started to unfold. But I was really just, for me, I really didn't want to use medicine because I felt like pills were a part of my problem, like part of the problem that got me there. So I was like, okay, I really want to do this in the most natural way possible for me. And so I definitely did get some support um, on my journey to getting better. But um, remind me your question again. <laughs> I was just kind of going some, I wanted to learn more about how I also uh, have suffered from depression and took a multifaceted approach to help myself out of it. But I was curious how you how you did it, because it's really it's really hard and really challenging. Yeah, it's really hard. And I think you hit the nail on the head with like the multifaceted approach because, you know, we're multidimensional beings. So if you are stuck in a space of depression, it's really helpful to work from many different angles to help yourself out of that. Right. So for me, it was the therapy, which in therapy, it was talk therapy. Um, she was doing some other therapeutic techniques that she is specialized in with me. And then I was going to her maybe twice a month. And then I was also seeing my shaman, which I call like my spiritual therapist. And we were doing, um, some plant medicine work with cacao just to like open my heart to myself. And also just some like he would guide me through like some journeys to meet with my spirit animals or just get insight, like from my emotions, like what are, what are the truths that are here for me that I'm trying to be like led to through these feelings and just some of that deep spiritual work. And then also I was um, doing everything I could like for my body to help with the depression. So sauna, um, getting lots of sunlight, exercising multiple times a week, just getting my heart rate up, getting those endorphins going. And I also had to switch my diet too, because I was eating not great. I was eating like a lot of cereal, a lot of pasta, a lot of empty carbs. And I think that'll make anyone sluggish, right? Um, Maybe not to the point of depression, but I definitely did switch my diet to just make it healthier, which was another like supportive pillar on my getting out of the depression journey. But I think the biggest thing I did was just like, ask God, ask the universe for help. Like somebody help me, spirit team, help me, whatever is out there. Like I need help. I need to figure out how to feel happy. I need to figure out how to feel better. And when I made that declaration to my life, that's when I started receiving all the support. People would be like, oh, you should read this book, listen to this podcast. And I would roll in a course and over time, I just learned a lot of modalities about like 
feeling your feelings in a healthy way so you can kind of move through them, how to be more empowered via like manifestation and intending your way to a better life, creating a better life. And all of those things combined were kind of like the wellness wheel that helped to get me out of the depression. Oh, and a gratitude practice was huge for me because I don't know if you can relate, but when you're depressed, obviously you don't really feel grateful for anything. You're always like trying to justify the depression, right? Like, oh, this is so crazy. How can I feel so bad? Oh, let me look for things in my life that are bad. And then you feel worse. And you go like down this depression spiral of like looking for what's wrong, confirming what's wrong, noticing more things that are wrong, more things that aren't working. And so when I started doing the opposite and I challenged myself to create a gratitude journal, which my friend has suggested to me after I'd asked for help, um, she was like, yeah, just make a gratitude journal. It's super fun, super easy. And of course, at first I was like, oh, gratitude, this is so dumb. I don't feel grateful. I feel horrible. But let me just try to find something, you know, like, oh, today I'm grateful for my bed because this is where I'm spending most of my time. I'm grateful that, you know, I haven't made any stupid decisions despite like how depressed I am. I'm grateful that like resources are coming to me to helping me feel better, even if I'm not feeling better yet. Like I'm still grateful that I'm, you know, on the path. And after some weeks of doing that, that really helped me to rewire my neurotransmitters and just kind of focus my brain on what is working in my life, what is supportive in my life. And that was a huge tool that helped me to get out of the depression. Wow. That's beautiful. And so inspirational. It it's feels, it felt like to me, like I was walking through molasses. Everything seemed so hard. Yes. At that time. So I uh, applaud you and congratulate you for doing this and not only doing it, but sharing with the world all the things that helped you, affirmations, manifestation, self-love practice. So you've written um, some really great books. And can you can you tell us a little bit about your writing and what readers and listeners can find in your books? Yeah, that's a great question. So Originally, when I wanted to teach this work, what was helping me immediately, I just thought I have to be an author. Books are the way like you can get information out to so many people that way. And it just makes the info so accessible. And I love books. So of course, naturally, I was like, ah, gotta write these books. And for me, my books are really simple, actionable, practical spirituality, I think is the best way to put it. Sometimes I like to take a lofty spiritual concept and just make it into a simple practice. Like here's a way to manifest more financial freedom. Here's a couple of steps, do this ritual, see how it goes. Or for example, like how to improve your self-talk. Okay. If this is the type of affirmation you want to say, like, oh, I feel great in my life, but it's not authentic. You know, let's just tweak the wording. Let's shift it a little bit. I'm working towards feeling great. I'm learning how to feel great. So for me, all the books are centered around the theme of like wellness, raising your vibration, improving your self-talk, loving yourself, manifesting awesome experiences in your life. But they're all pretty like simple, down to earth, not too wordy. Like none of my books yet are like uh, 70,000 words of like just stuff and stuff and stuff. They're really more like practical with lots of practices and exercises to try it out and like get interactive with the work. That's beautiful. And 
There are a lot of, of people who write in the self-help arena. And I see that um, a couple of your books are, are published by uh, an imprint of Simon and Schuster. How did that yeah. happen? Yeah, so that's actually a great story, a classic manifestation story from the manifesting queen, as my friends like to call me. My first book, hashtag actually I can, which is all about affirmations and using them in a really authentic way. That was self-published because I wasn't going to wait for nobody to give me permission. I needed to get my message out there. So I self-published my first book. And then I think a couple of years later, I got an email from someone at Simon and Schuster and they were like, Hey, we have this idea for a book. We have this book series will you write one of the books in the series? It's a series of affirmation books. Seems like you're this affirmation queen and you blog about it and you have a book on it and stuff. Like, will you write this book for us? And so I was like, uh, yeah, I'll write the book for you. Obviously, like, clearly I love affirmations. I love writing books. And so that's how my second book, Affirmations for Happiness, was born. And then once I had established that relationship with them, they asked me to write a few more books for them. Um, because I'm a very quick writer. <laughs> so I think they appreciate the fast turnaround. Usually when I'm writing, it's like a stream of consciousness, like a flow, like a channeling. So it just like, it just all like writes itself pretty quickly. Um, and so, yeah. And then my fifth book, the most recent one, I self-published that one too, because it was like, it was a freebie I was creating for people. And then it just got really long. And I was like, this should be a book. So I created it into a short book. So that's kind of how all the books were born so far. Beautiful. Well, you are a doer also, which is just, it's inspiring to me. That Thank you. It's, have... it's a blessing and a curse. Ah. <laughs> Always doing. <laughs> well, a lot of people have ideas, but um, not everyone follows through. And that's important to get our messages out into the world and I really admire you for that thank you 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 also do one-on-one -on -one coaching can you tell us what you do exactly for your clients yeah so for my clients it depends on the person's need but really it all falls under the umbrella of transformation facilitation which is why I like to call myself a transformation facilitator I don't know sometimes life coach just seems like so overused not I'm not like telling people what to do with their lives that's how I think when I think life coach like someone who tells you like what to do next and what I really help people to to do is to like expedite their healing journey manifest what they want, like make themselves more of a vibrational match to what they're wanting to create, mm -hmm. just create their life with more intention and deliberateness. And I really, really drill home how to love yourself, which I have like a couple different pillars of how I teach and approach radical self-love, but all my clients walk away after working with me with more confidence, more compassion, more understanding, more alignment. And I work on a couple different levels. Like we work a lot with people's thoughts, um, with their self-talk, but also I work a lot with energy. So this can be in the form of like me actually doing energy work on someone like through the screen, kind of like a Reiki type thing, but I'm not certified in Reiki. It's more like an intuitive way that I work with energy. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, the energy, the thoughts, 
We do a lot of talking through things. We do a lot of manifesting work. And a lot of it is like resistance releasing. So I help people to kind of like identify and release blockages, whether they're like blocked in creating something or receiving something or experiencing something that they want to experience. Um, So it's really a multifaceted approach that's kind of grown over the years in a very intuitive way. And it's funny because I never actually wanted to be a coach. I always just wanted to be an author. (laughs) But on my first retreat, I wanted to offer coaching because I was like, well, I imagine it's going to be really jarring for people to like have this amazing experience in Mexico, be like doors blown wide open. Oh, I'm this new person. I want to create this new life. And then you have to go back home to your old life and like assimilate, right? But you're a new person. So I was like, I want this transition to be really smooth. And I want to help support these women even after the retreat to like integrate everything they've learned and done. So I offered coaching. And after the month of coaching was up after the retreat that I'd offered everyone, my um, my retreat ladies were like, oh my gosh, like we can't stop working with you. This work is life-giving. Like my life has changed so much. Like, can we still keep working together? And I was like, well, yeah, let's just set a price and do it. Like, sounds good. And that's kind of how I became a coach too. So it's interesting because I don't know how uh, familiar you are with human design, but I'm a manifesting generator. And they say in human design that manifesting generators like things come to them and they get invited to things and like my books with Simon and Schuster was an invitation to become a coach was an invitation uh, so it's interesting how it all played out yeah that's beautiful and you also offer this great self-love class tell us what participants gain in that experience yeah so this is an online program called radical self-love And I basically teach in video lessons. I just walk them through all the most potent self-love practices. So because, you know, like everyone's like, oh, I want to love myself more, but like, how? (laughs) I don't understand like how to actually do it. Where do I start? Mm -hmm. So that course is just a step-by-step like, this practice helps you to love yourself in this way. This practice helps you to create this result. And it's really just a series of practices that I do, that I lead clients through, that I teach at my retreat, that just can give you like a self-love repertoire, a portfolio, so to speak, for you to use for the rest of your life. So it's really like a toolkit almost. Yeah. Who wouldn't want that? My gosh, that's, that is great. Yes. Uh, There's a second course too, right? Yeah. uh, There's, well, I have a couple courses now. So I just discontinued my original one, RIP Manifesting Masterclass. We've moved on to bigger and better courses. But um, yeah, so I have the Radical Self Love course. And then I have a workshop that's like a smaller little taste. It was like a live workshop I recorded and allow people to enroll in now. And then Right now, I'm creating actually a course called Money Magnetics, which is going to be really awesome because I've been feeling in the collective just a strong urge for people to like manifest money and just like master their abundance vibes. Like people are really wanting to feel abundant and free and safe and secure in their finances. And I've reached a place where I'm doing that. And I want to, of course, always share like how I always do. So Money Magnetics is a course that's in the works, but it's another video lesson course. And then um, right now there's a mini version of it. So Money Magnetics mini course, which is like a three-part 
video lesson, like a little workshop that people can enroll in to start just working through some of their limiting money beliefs and blockages and start getting the money vibes flowing. Mm. Can you tell us, uh, well, I know in your personal story that you've manifested things. Can you give an example of someone you've worked with who's manifested something in their lives, whether it's money or opportunities? Yeah. So one of my clients who I've been working with for a while, she came to my very first radical self-love retreat and she's like a new person since I first met her. She used to really struggle with anxiety a lot. Like she couldn't even fly. She was having a bunch of panic attacks. Like she didn't trust that she could take care of herself. She was uh, having all these financial issues. And over about a year, we've been working together. And now she's like so much more relaxed. She can fly on planes fine. She trusts herself. She knows how to like, process her emotions and feel better on the other side. She has a great job. She moved to a new city. Like her whole life basically was reinvented because we helped her to work through like what was blocking her, those old narratives, um, the way she used to see herself and identify with herself and relate to herself. Um, So that's like a pretty common story that I have with most of my clients where it's not just like, oh, one result happened, like many things shifted because we did that internal work to help them love themselves, raise their vibration, get clear on the life they want to live, and then create that. Yes, beautiful. You mentioned earlier in the show that you've worked with the shaman. Yeah. um, That is something that not a a lot of people are familiar with. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about finding a shaman who you could work with? Yeah. So this is a funny story. So he was actually my best friend (laughs) and he was, he was um, my mentor because I went to school to be a cosmetologist. So when I couldn't become a dancer, cause I was injured, I had to like shift and I ended up becoming a cosmetologist. Cause I was always like really great at beauty stuff, girly stuff. I was always super artistic. And my parents encouraged me to go to beauty school and like pursue that as a profession. And this was like, right before I started writing the books and stuff. So I went to beauty school, got my license. And then to be like a good hairstylist, you have to like train under someone. You have to have mentorship after school. Mm -hmm. So I ended up working at this salon in San Diego and the owner of the salon, his name is James. He just so happened to be a hairstylist and he was a Native American shaman. (laughs) And it was cool because he would do a lot of his shamanism like during the hair work and like at the salon and stuff. And so we were friends. He was my mentor. And then also I um, hired him to do like some energy work and healing work with me. And it taught me a lot. I think his style of healing has definitely helped to influence mine. Um, But I think if you're looking for work like that, those people find you. (laughs) I feel like if you put it out there, like, oh, I want, I'm really feeling called to work with this plant medicine, or I would really love to work with this type of healer, like just put it out there and you'll find them. Oh, I love that. Wow. You also have a really great blog that people should check out. Lots of great tips for living your best life and manifesting. That's really, it's really beautiful what you've done. And people can't see you on this podcast, but you appear to be very young. I am. <laughs> I just turned 29. Wow. But yeah, yeah. you've accomplished so much. Thank it's you. 
Yeah, people are always like, oh, how many lifetimes have you lived? I'm like, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Same on first rodeo. I know you live in the Carolinas. Are you drawn to Asheville because of the healing work that you do? You know, there was a point where I almost moved there, but the only reason I didn't was because I don't really love hiking and I don't really love beer. <laughs> it's a huge part of the culture. And I was like, I don't think this is really the city for me. But everyone told me, oh, you should move to Asheville. That's where the spiritual people live. That's where the artistic people live. And I was like, well, I'm spiritual and artistic. That sounds perfect. But then when I went to visit, I was like, Nah, I mean, I've been there and I love visiting, but I, I didn't end up moving there for that reason, which is kind of funny. That is funny. It's a place that I definitely want to check out. I've never been there and it looks like there there's a lot that off, is offered there. So I'll definitely want to try that. And uh, your next retreat is in Mexico. Do you offer retreats in other venues? You know, I'm working on it. I'm actually working on a couple's retreat that I'm going to co-host with one of my friends who's a yoga teacher. And he teaches a lot of like acro yoga, couples yoga. And I'm really passionate. This isn't something I've taught much on, but I'm really passionate about like feminine versus masculine energy, harmonious relationships, you know, conscious partnership. And so we're uh, partnering up to host a retreat in Costa Rica for couples. And that'll be my first Costa Rica one. But usually I do host the self-love retreats in Mexico because I have like the perfect spot, all the fun things to do, all the best yoga teachers, like a very resourced in that area. So we usually go back there every time. Um, and I'm from Mexico. Well, I'm not from Mexico, but my family is. Mm -hmm. So I have ties there. Um, so that's just where I have felt like, oh, this is the most beautiful, perfect place to host these retreats. So for now, they're mostly in Mexico slash expanding into Costa Rica. Oh, yeah. I love Costa Rica, too. Wow. That's great. Do you speak Spanish? Más o menos. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, your life is all about becoming your best version. But I still want to ask you, what do you do, Kelsey, to become your best version? Oh, man, that's a loaded question. Honestly, everything that I teach is stuff that I do. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't just like learn something and then regurgitate it. I really take it in, digest it, try all the different ways, master it, and then teach it in a more synthesized way. So all the tools I teach, affirmations, manifestation, all these self-love practices. I'm super into journaling. I love meditating. I love yoga. I mean, there's so many different ways. But yeah, really the simplest answer is everything I'm putting out there. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, although you got injured, are you still able to dance? Yeah, more or less. Not at the like professional level that I wanted to, but I still take class here and there. And I have a dancer friend here that lives close by and we'll go like move and groove and improv sometimes. But I honestly need to do it more because it like fills my soul and like fills my cup so much. So. Thank you for the reminder. <laughs> yeah, sure. I have not checked out your YouTube channel, but what can people find there? Yeah. So on the YouTube channel, people can find pretty much every episode of my podcast in a video form. So high vibe in it every week. There's new episodes. Um, but also I have a lot of old videos on manifesting, manifesting success stories, um, just little, I used to do these little like manifestation chronicles where I would share like, oh, this cool story happened. So there's a lot of good like oldies, but goodies on my YouTube channel. 
um, and all the podcast episodes and probably more new content to come later. But I've just been so focused on the podcast in the last couple of years that I haven't made too much new YouTube stuff. Yeah. Have you ventured into TikTok? Yes, a little bit. I have. I'm like, man, I hope they don't shut this down right when I'm starting to get some <laughs> influence on here. <laughs> but yeah, I am on TikTok as Kelsey Aida and I'm always posting like good manifesting tips, self-love tips. I'm really into like giving people self-inquiry questions like, oh, ask yourself this today or explore this question and like see what personal truth comes up. So you can find that stuff also on my Instagram too, which is just Kelsey Aida. Yeah, I'm going on right now to follow you because my son is a TikTok star. Oh, tell me more. Uh, he's got 10 million followers. His oh my gosh. Is, his name is Chris. He often brings coffee to celebrities. He dresses sometimes in high-heeled Crocs. He's uh, <laughs> Chris, hilarious. He's so That's funny. awesome. I love it. I'm going to have to follow him. He just launched his uh, own coffee um company which is called flight fuel and um it's doing really well uh his tiktok yesterday he posted a picture of himself with um bringing coffee to the judges of american idol uh he does some stuff with harry styles and his best friend is megan trainer so he's oh, that's so cool super super successful and really happy so uh, he lives in LA. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm from San Diego. So Southern oh, California. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my father lives in San Diego. What part of San Diego? Oh, uh, nice. I used to live in San Marcos, which is like North County, right next to Carlsbad. People, more people know Carlsbad. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I really thank you for all the light you're bringing to the world. And I know or hope at least that our paths will cross again because you truly practice what you preach and bring so much good energy to everyone who comes in your orbit. So thank you, Kelsey. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. So go to KelseyAida.com and her social media. You can find out all this information in the show notes because this woman is a rising star who already has made this world a better place. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 